Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once-forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, Episode 77. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you. Yes, it's been a while. We took yesterday off. Yes, we did. So it feels like forever. It does. It does. Long weekend. Yes, I worked most of the weekend. Uh, did you? I did yeah. too. I did a lot of work over the weekend. So. I had a Black History Month event. Oh, that's so, fabulous. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Photographing? Yes, it was. Did you get some good ones? Yes, I did, actually. I got about 50 really good ones. So. Oh, God. Yeah, that's which, yeah, you know, a lot of people think that once the photographer's done, his job is done, but his job is just beginning then. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So, yeah, I spent my weekend working. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's very nice and a, and a great way to end the um, February Black History Month. Yes, absolutely. So but, what are we yeah. talking about today? Well, you know, um, President Trump virtually announced his presidency campaign for 2020. And he did that by announcing Brad Parscale as campaign manager. I've seen that. Now, he was the technology guru in the last campaign. Very interesting. A good friend of son-in-law Jared Kushner. So I, I think it's very interesting. Jared Kushner has got some issues at the White House. Yeah, In fact, say, we haven't heard a lot from Jared no, Kushner. He's kind of laying low. Well, he might not be able to get security clearance. And I don't know if everybody remembers, but a couple of weeks ago, the general said, if you haven't got your security clearance, you're going to be out the door. Yeah, go stand in the closet, Jared. Exactly. So, you know, I think when he said that, he probably wasn't thinking about the president's son-in-law. Nevertheless, eventually, doesn't Jared have to get security clearance or leave the White House? Uh, as far as I understand, yeah. I mean, he's there for the daily briefings. Do you know how much secret stuff he's getting? Yeah. And they said that one of the reasons why he hasn't gotten it yet is because his finances are so complicated, especially his family's finances. You know, Jared took over the family business in, in the Kushner family because his daddy went to prison. Oh. For tax evasion and, I don't know, something like racketeering or something. I don't know. Nevertheless, so to me, I think, I don't know if Kushner will ever get clearance. But one thing, I mean, you know, I'm excited about pro what President Trump is doing. Nevertheless, you know, it's it's a, his people are a little chaotic. <laughs> 
They can be. You got be. Hope Hicks today testifying before the congressional hearing. It is a closed session. One of the congressmen came out and said that she was answering all the questions. She is being very cooperative. She is answering questions as they pertain to the campaign up until transition. And then he alluded to the fact that she was answering questions even since then, but not about her private conversations with the president. That's executive privilege. Hmm. And that's always been that way. So I wouldn't expect her to. Nevertheless, the Washington Post and the Guardian are have already put out stories saying she didn't answer anything. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. It's It's not like a maybe gray area. Either she's answering or she's not. Right. Crazy. Yes, definitely. Speaking of crazy, you drove a couple Canadians crazy over the weekend. <laughs> did I? What did I do? <laughs> you said that we were less angry and less warlike than you guys. Well, I mean, I, well. I think, I, I know, I didn't want to insult the Canadians, but it seems like you guys are often nicer than us. I didn't mean you couldn't win a fight. Well, I have a theory. You know, I think we got just as many crazy people in Canada as you've got crazy people in the U.S., but you have 10 times the population. So all your problems are due to the fact that you've got 10 times the crazy population that we do. You know, you've got a point. You've got a great point there. But yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, you know, would take a Canadian to a fight with me. Yeah, we do. We do fight. And you really <laughs> spurred a fight in some Canadians because I got a blast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we love our Canadian you, listeners. You touched a nerve there. But. but sometimes touching a nerve is what we do best in dueling dialogues. Yes. Yeah. Well. You know, we, we say what's on the mind. Absolutely. And we love to open up that dialogue. Yeah. So keep it coming, love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and speaking of keep it coming, there are at least 12 companies, probably more now, that are severing ties with the NRA. Wow. Continues the, to go on, eh? Yeah. In the wake of the school shooting. And, you know, the kids very much originally sort of brought the NRA into it. And th and that's okay. I mean, I do not want to say anything bad about these kids because they're articulate. They are heroes, survivors. I, I'm just really proud of them, okay? Right. But these companies are responding to it and probably shouldn't respond that quickly. And companies, well, we've talked about it before because they seem to be weaponizing advertising these days. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. I don't like what you say, I'm going to pull my advertising. Yeah, pretty much. Well, please don't do that. I mean, you know, and, and that's what's going on here. One of the companies that pulled their, their relationship with the NRA is Delta Airlines. Now, Delta has offered a little discount if you're an NRA member and now they're not going to. Well, Georgia said, okay, fine, Delta. If you're going to play that game... Remember that $50 million tax credit we told you you could have? Forget that. <laughs> wow. I'm anxious to see what happens because companies have been weaponizing their advertising too much. You know, it, it's happened on the cable TV news wars. In fact, it, it, it's even been there on the NBC thing. Right. It has also been used against the NFL. But most of the members of the NRA are starting to boycott the companies that are pulling their sport. 
Right. Now, as I told you before, one of the most irritating things to me about the NRA is that they've had a history of co-oping and selling off their list to a lot of companies. And it's kind of annoying how much mail you get. However, I don't want these companies to pull their support because of the precedence it sets. So I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place here because I get annoyed by it with the NRA. And at, at times I've even not renewed my membership just because I get sick of all the mail. But I sound a little schizophrenic. I realize that, but I don't want <laughs> to be used as a weapon. <laughs> right. No, I, I totally get what you're saying for sure. So, but on the Democratic side... Things are getting a little bloody there. <laughs> oh? Diane Feinstein, who has is preparing for her fifth term run for the Senate. She's been a very high-profile senator, a very good senator. Very middle of the road, I mean, for a Democrat. She is certainly not a progressive. She is certainly not a socialist. Conservatives like me kind of like Diane Feinstein. Actually, I like her a lot. I don't always agree with her, but she certainly tries hard. Nevertheless, the Democratic Party of California is not going to endorse her. Wow. Basically, they're saying she's not left enough. She is not socialistic enough. (laughs) Now, she has just been amazing. You know, before she was a senator, she was San Francisco mayor. She's just an icon. Yeah. Wow. So I, I think we're going to see the Democratic Party go very far left in its endorsements. And by the 2020 election, which I guess started today, <laughs> yeah, they're going Officially. to be left of left. Expect some people Bernie-like to be in that election. Yeah. In fact, yesterday, Bernie's son announced his candidacy for the congressional seats from New Hampshire, which wow. New Hampshire so little, it probably only has one or two. So that's, that's what we're seeing, Diane Feinstein, Amazing woman. Kind of hate to see that. And speaking of California crazy, okay. San Diego University has added a new class. Or what course. could that be? Presidential impeachment. <laughs> you got to be kidding. No. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. first of all, that's not that it, you would need a whole class for that. I mean, next thing you know, they'll have a whole degree. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Isn't it a little disrespectful for the you yeah. know, office of the presidency? I think that's I the think, idea. Yeah, I, I really do. I think you're right. I, I think they're essentially showing their. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, well, we, you know, there's really nothing. It's San Diego. Go figure. I know. I know. I would have expected this really out of San Francisco, but yeah, San well, Diego is close, close. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of crazy, oh, Roger Goodell, yeah, the NFL commissioner, okay. you know, him and um, Jerry Jones had a few issues this fall, right. to say the least. Well, now that Goodell's got his contract all signed, sealed, and begun the delivery, he's going. he wants to fine Jerry Jones $2 million. Just because he doesn't like him? Well, sort of, kind of like that, for inappropriate behavior from an owner. <sighs> and that goes back to Jones not wanting them to sign a new contract with Goodell. Because of the the right. ratings and right. um, the situation in the NFL, right? And he did raise a stink, and he raised a stink about the I don't know. There was a a, a punishment instituted to one of his players. 
that he thought was too harsh compared to others. So he fussed about that. The fact of the matter is I am making a production, Connor. You know how I do that. And I I think that Roger Goodell and the other owners are going to find a way to make Jerry Jones sell his team. And I think the NBA is going to do the same to Mark Cuban and his Dallas Mavericks. I think they're going to end up using the Me Too movement movement to do it. They're already starting on Cuban. They're saying that there was some sexual harassment in his front office. He didn't do anything about it. They are finding him, and they're already talking to him about needing to sell his team. In fact, the team that owns our Missouri um, Kansas City Chiefs here may be um, in line to buy it. But I tell you what, I think the same thing will happen to Jerry Jones because now – the Me Too movement, and, and it's an awesome thing. But there are pockets that are going to use it as a weapon. That seems right. to be a word of the day, weapon. Yeah. But you can well, use a lot of things as weapons. I have a hard time believing that Cuban is going to sell. He's, he's oh, not going to sell. Both of these guys are brutal. But they have no choice. If the league votes for them, too, in both cases, they have to sell. Wow. That's written in their contract. What a Now they have to give a reason, and I'm telling you, they're going to use this Me Too thing as a weapon to get them to sell. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, speaking of sports, did you watch any of the Olympics? You know, I really didn't watch much at all. Almost none. And that's unusual for me. I mean, even though I'm more of a summer Olympics person, I usually watch some of the winter. I just really didn't have time. I've just tried to catch up, you know. Well, what made it hard, too, is all the events were like in the middle of the night, you know, starting at 4 a.m. You know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of made it really tough. But uh, I managed to catch some of the, the events, which... It's an interesting Olympics. I think we have a Canadian record for the number of medals. Yay, Canada. How many? Yeah, 29 medals overall. Oh, my gosh. 12 men, 12 women, and oh, and five you guys are so balanced. Teams. Yeah, we actually beat the U.S. this time around. You sure as heck did. So that was interesting. You guys had nine men and 12 women win medals. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. We're kind of turning that way. Yeah, very interesting. You and the Netherlands both had the women win more medals than the men. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and probably that probably in itself is a record breaker. Yeah, it could be. You know, you guys had some really good moments in the Olympics as well. There were some some awesome performances by the U.S. athletes as well. So, and uh, a Russian curling team got kicked out for doping. And were they really supposed to be in? I mean, I thought they were kicked out before anyway. They were basically kicked out, but the athletes couldn't use the Russian flag. Oh, okay. So they were called the Olympic athletes from Russia, OAR. So they were OR and used the Olympic flag. Wow. Now, here's the deal. When they allowed them to come to the Olympics, they said, if we catch you guys doping, it's a $15 million fine. And Russia said, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so this curler, I don't know why he needed steroids, really. To curl, yeah. To curl. That's like shuffleboard. Yeah, didn't understand that. But anyways, he tested positive. Russia paid their $15 million and they're being stripped of, I think they got a either a silver or a bronze or something like that. So 
Well, they still get that $15 million fine? Oh, yeah. they Russia's already paid that fine. Yeah. Oh, they did pay it? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, they paid it. They, I, for, I figured Putin would say the check's in the mail. Well, I think probably they had to put up the cash in advance. Okay, yeah. You know, well, as a, That would have been a, a good guarantee. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of crazy, I got a crazy little story here. Okay. A Vancouver Island man adopted a potbelly pig from his local animal shelter, SPCA. Yeah. He <laughs> took the pig home, fattened it up, and ate it. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I am not kidding. That's this, horrible. Yeah, the story's pretty much gone viral at this point. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. He ate his potbelly pig. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so vegans and pet lovers everywhere are freaking out. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. He didn't break any laws. Really? If you own a pig, you can eat it. You know? I guess so. I don't eat pig. I don't but eat. the animal shelter has stopped him from adopting any animals in the, in the future. future. I'm sure. <laughs> Stop eating the animals. Oh, my gosh. That is just something else. <laughs> yeah, you can't make that up at no, all. you sure can't. Oh my uh, goodness, that's uh, that's shocking. Yes, there is uh, shocking and crazy everywhere. Yes, there is, and we do agree <laughs> on that, don't we? Yes, and we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become anyone's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening, everyone. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.